From CNN, I'm Fez Jamil with the five things you need to know for Friday, August 18th. The head of Maui's emergency management agency has resigned, citing health reasons. He's been criticized for not activating sirens to warn people about the wildfire danger. But at a news conference earlier this week, Herman Ondaya said he didn't regret not sounding the alarms because he worried many people would have moved inland and, quote, gone into the fire. The island's been grappling with the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than 100 years. Conditions are improving, but search and rescue operations continue to find those who are still unaccounted for. CNN's Bill Weir is in Maui. Here on Maui, as that fatality count ticks up a little bit at a time, day by day, it's the number of missing that weighs so heavy on the hearts of people here and and really around the world watching this story. Uh, Over a thousand missing, according to the governor's last statement on that. And given the fact that a lot of the power is back up on the island, a lot of the communication is back up, you'd think we would have heard from those folks by now. Meanwhile, thousands of people are rushing to escape wildfires in Canada. They face dangerous road conditions, though, or hour-long lines for desperately needed emergency flights as they try to make their way out. Evacuations have been ordered for the city of Yellowknife, capital of Canada's Northwest Territories, and several other communities as well, as more than 200 fires burn across the region. The country's military is assisting with firefighting and airlifting, with officials saying more than 1,000 people were flown out of Yellowknife on emergency flights yesterday, and close to another 2,000 seats are available today. The infernos in the Northwest Territories are among the more than 1,000 fires burning across Canada as the country endures its worst fire season on record. President Joe Biden is hosting the leaders of Japan and South Korea at Camp David today. This is actually the first ever trilateral summit between the three countries. And that's because of the deep-seated tension between Tokyo and Seoul, which dates back to when Japan occupied the Korean Peninsula before and during World War II. But as CNN's Brian Todd explains, the threat from North Korea's leader is bringing them together. The historic tension between Tokyo and Seoul is deep-rooted, dating back to when Japan occupied Korea before World War II. Kim Jong-un not likely to take the new cooperation between Japan and South Korea well. The dictator preparing a likely intercontinental ballistic missile launch in response to the summit, according to a South Korean lawmaker briefed by the country's intelligence service. Officials say the goal is to also deepen economic and military cooperation against threats from China. There was a setback in the case of a white father and son charged with the attempted murder of a black FedEx driver in Mississippi. The driver's lawyer says the Lincoln County Circuit Court judge was forced to declare a mistrial after it was discovered that a video had not been turned over to the prosecution or defense by the Brookhaven Police Department. Here's the judge. I have no idea whether there were other things that weren't turned over. And I can assure you no one uh, hates a mistrial more than the court because once again, we are in the position of coming back here, doing the same thing, and we've essentially spent three days um, that end up being wasted time and effort. DeMontario Gibson, a FedEx driver, says he was chased and shot at by a man and his son while delivering packages in Brookhaven, Mississippi last year. A man has been arrested after jumping off the Eiffel Tower. That's next. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. This week on Chasing Life, what is it that allows someone to live to 99? How much does a healthy diet really play a role? 
What about movement and rest? How important really are those things? How important is fulfilling work and your personal life to your longevity? What about simply positive attitude? Well, my guest today says a lot of it comes down to the right environment. Listen to Chasing Light wherever you get your podcasts. Police in Paris have arrested a man for jumping off the Eiffel Tower with a parachute. CNN affiliate BFM-TV reports the man scaled a pillar of the iconic landmark before jumping from the tower. He landed on the roof of a nearby sports center before being arrested by police. The company that manages the tower called the incident irresponsible and said these kinds of stunts, quote, endanger those working on or under the structure. That's all for now. I'll be back with our next episode, which drops at 9 a.m. Eastern. This week on The Assignment, with me, Audie Cornish. We're seeing climate change everywhere. So in the face of increasing fire danger because of climate change, I wanted to talk with firefighters. Firefighting is only one piece of addressing climate change within this space. It's also land management, community planning. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. For Indiana News Now, I'm Joe Ullery. After months of speculation, former Indiana Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers has officially entered the Republican primary for governor. Our news gathering partners at the Indy Star report Chambers stepped down from his post August 6th. He joins a packed race that includes Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, U.S. Senator Mike Braun, former Attorney General Curtis Hill, and another former head of the IEDC, Eric Doden. Charges could be coming against two New York City men in connection with a heist before Gen Con. Fox 59 reports more than $300,000 in gaming cards were stolen just days before the gaming convention kicked off. IMPD detectives have been communicating with attorneys for the two out-of-state men and expects the prosecutor's office to have more to say about the case soon. Two students who attend high school in two different Indiana cities are accused of taking guns into their schools Thursday. Our news gathering partners at Wish TV report an Arsenal Tech high school student was arrested, according to a spokesperson for Indianapolis Public Schools, for having a loaded handgun in Frankfurt and unloaded gun fell from a student's waistband. Both Frankfurt High and Middle Schools were placed on lockdown during the incident. The school says the gun fell from the student's waistband during an altercation involving students. This is Indiana News Now. The Scott County community is in shock and mourning after the loss of its EMS Deputy Director. WHAS reports Devania Tashulin died after giving birth Monday to a healthy baby boy. The local EMS director says Tashulin's badge number will be retired. The mother of a teen who drowned at a Whiteland Community High School swimming pool is demanding the school board fire her daughter's teacher. WTHR reports the mom, Victoria Dildine, spoke to school board members Tuesday at Clark Pleasant School Corporation. She told the board they have not only failed her family, but the entire community. Elania Dildine died after being pulled from the pool May 16th. The coroner ruled she drowned after having a seizure. The school claimed there was a lifeguard and instructor. 
instructor on the pool deck when the incident occurred. The Greene County Sheriff's Office says a woman died and a child was injured after crash Tuesday on I-69. Investigators say 49-year-old Tanya Allgood of Bloomington lost control of her vehicle, crossing the median and slamming into a ditch. She was ejected from the vehicle. The child was taken to a hospital, but a condition has not been released. This is Indiana News Now. Find us at publicnewsservice.org. I'm Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. Coming up, terror reigns in Pakistan. I'll explain why Christians fear for their lives in just a moment. And then later, good overcomes evil in Iran. Stay tuned for the full story in just a few minutes. We'll begin today in Pakistan, where a mob in the Punjab province torched 32 churches and several homes in a Christian neighborhood. Now, the attacks were sparked on Wednesday by a false blasphemy accusation leveled at some local believers. Radical Muslim leaders then stirred up hundreds of people to lash out at the Christian community. But World Missions' Greg Kelly says it may not be over. What we're hearing is that Christians right now all across this country are terrified. They're literally terrified because... What they're hearing is that Muslims are planning similar attacks in other cities. The Pakistan government has arrested nearly 150 people connected to the mob and deployed more than 6,000 police to the area. But is it enough to stop more coordinated attacks? Let's not forget, this is the second most populated Muslim country in the world. And you have 135 million people living in that country. It's about 1% Christian. So this is a massively, highly concentrated uh, Muslim community. And the scary part about it is how quickly that mob can be mobilized. You can support our persecuted Christian brothers and sisters in Pakistan through World Mission. They've lost everything. And so there's opportunities to sow into organizations like World Mission and others who will be responding to this tragedy. We'll connect you at missionnews.org. Also, we can pray for church leaders who are going to be intimidated and be shying away from preaching the gospel with boldness, but that's exactly what we need from them right now in Pakistan. Meanwhile, every day brings devastating updates from the wildfires in Maui that started on August 8. Just over 110 people are confirmed dead, but roughly a thousand people are still missing, according to Hawaii's governor, Josh Green. Less than half of the burned region has been searched so far. In a community grappling with grief, Child Evangelism Fellowship is ready to support families with their booklet for kids called Do You Wonder Why? CEF's Matt Walton says It's specifically to help children who are going through natural disasters or traumatic events and have those questions about where's God in this? You know, why did God allow my house to be destroyed or my loved ones to lose their life and those kind of things? So it gives clear answers and hope. For kids who are dealing with this stuff. At this time, Maui's discouraging too many volunteers from coming and overwhelming the island. Instead, CEF wants to empower local Maui believers to be the hands of Christ with these booklets. What we've offered is to purchase and ship those to individuals and churches that have the manpower, the ability to connect with people who are directly affected by this. Please pray for the people of Maui and all Hawaiians to fix their eyes on Jesus for comfort and hope. Even though it's paradise, people out here are hurting. They deal with drugs, they deal with broken homes, they deal with the cult, and the enemy is hard at work out here. So prayer is what's going to help most. And Jesus set people free from demonic oppression in seven of 33 miracles that he performed while walking this earth. He's still in the freedom business today. 
Heart for Iran's Nazanin Baghestani describes a woman who recently called the ministry's 24-7 prayer line. Her whole family was into witchcraft. They were traumatized all the time. They would hear voices. They would see things on fire, which was not actually on fire. And they thought this was normal because they went to the mosque and the mullah says, it's okay, these are gods talking to you. Go ahead and talk with them, it became worse and worse. So when they called us, we said, no, these are demons from the devil and you have to bind them. In the name of Jesus, they will flee. It took us months to convince them not to talk with these demons. Eventually, they prayed to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. And this whole family is in peace now. We continue to disciple them, and they're growing in the Lord. Praise God. Thanks for listening to Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. We're listener-supported by people just like you. So by giving to Mission Network News, you enable us to keep the stories of God's kingdom coming. And together, the Great Commission happens. Look for links at missionnews.org. I'm Ruth Kramer. I'm Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. Coming up, terror reigns in Pakistan. I'll explain why Christians fear for their lives in just a moment. And then later, good overcomes evil in Iran. Stay tuned for the full story in just a few minutes. We'll begin today in Pakistan, where a mob in the Punjab province torched 32 churches and several homes in a Christian neighborhood. Now, the attacks were sparked on Wednesday by a false blasphemy accusation leveled at some local believers. Radical Muslim leaders then stirred up hundreds of people to lash out at the Christian community. But World Missions' Greg Kelly says it may not be over. What we're hearing is that Christians right now all across this country are terrified. They're literally terrified because... What they're hearing is that Muslims are planning similar attacks in other cities. The Pakistan government has arrested nearly 150 people connected to the mob and deployed more than 6,000 police to the area. But is it enough to stop more coordinated attacks? Let's not forget, this is the second most populated Muslim country in the world. And you have 135 million people living in that country. It's about 1% Christian. So this is a massively, highly concentrated uh, Muslim community. And the scary part about it is how quickly that mob can be mobilized. You can support our persecuted Christian brothers and sisters in Pakistan through World Mission. They've lost everything. And so there's opportunities to sow into organizations like World Mission and others who will be responding to this tragedy. We'll connect you at missionnews.org. Also, we can pray for church leaders who are going to be intimidated and be shying away from preaching the gospel with boldness, but that's exactly what we need from them right now in Pakistan. Meanwhile, every day brings devastating updates from the wildfires in Maui that started on August 8. Just over 110 people are confirmed dead. But roughly a 1,000 people are still missing, according to Hawaii's governor, Josh Green. Less than half of the burned region has been searched so far. In a community grappling with grief, Child Evangelism Fellowship is ready to support families with their booklet for kids called Do You Wonder Why? CEF's Matt Walton says It's specifically to help children who are going through natural disasters or traumatic events and have those questions about where is God in this? You know, why did God allow my house to be destroyed or my loved ones to lose their life and those kind of things? So it gives clear answers and hope. 
for kids who are dealing with this stuff. At this time, Maui's discouraging too many volunteers from coming and overwhelming the island. Instead, CEF wants to empower local Maui believers to be the hands of Christ with these booklets. What we've offered is to purchase and ship those to individuals and churches that have the manpower, the ability to connect with people who are directly affected by this. Please pray for the people of Maui and all Hawaiians to fix their eyes on Jesus for comfort and hope. Even though it's paradise, people out here are hurting. They deal with drugs, they deal with broken homes, they deal with the cult, and the enemy is hard at work out here. So prayer is what's going to help most. And Jesus set people free from demonic oppression in seven of 33 miracles that he performed while walking this earth. He's still in the freedom business today. Heart for Iran's Nazanin Baghestani describes a woman who recently called the ministry's 24-7 prayer line. Her whole family was into witchcraft. They were traumatized all the time. They would hear voices. They would see things on fire, which was not actually on fire. And they thought this was normal because they went to the mosque and the mullah says, it's okay, these are gods talking to you. Go ahead and talk with them them, it became worse and worse. So when they called us, we said, no, these are demons from the devil and you have to bind them. In the name of Jesus, they will flee. It took us months to convince them not to talk with these demons. Eventually, they prayed to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. And this whole family is in peace now. We continue to disciple them, and they're growing in the Lord. Praise God. Thanks for listening to Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. We're listener-supported by people just like you. So by giving to Mission Network News, you enable us to keep the stories of God's kingdom coming. And together, the Great Commission happens. Look for links at missionnews.org. I'm Ruth Kramer. Detailed forecast today, mostly sunny, with a high near 74. West wind 5 to 15 miles per hour becoming northwest in the afternoon. Tonight partly cloudy, with a low around 52. North wind 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming south after midnight. Saturday sunny, with a high near 79. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Saturday night mostly clear, with a low around 63. South wind around 10 miles per hour. Sunday sunny, with a high near 87. South wind around 10 miles per hour. Sunday night mostly clear, with a low around 66. Monday partly sunny, with a high near 88. Anderson apologizes. I'm Larry Brown and this is the Sports News Minute. Tim Anderson issued an apology Thursday for starting a fight with Jose Ramirez, in which they both threw punches. The White Sox shortstop also got his suspension reduced by MLB from six to five games. The Dodgers have won 11 in a row. They beat the Brewers one to nothing. Austin Barnes homered in the eighth inning. Diamondbacks beat the Padres 3-1. Zach Gallen got the win. He's 13-5. Nationals swatted the Red Sox 10-7. Mariners defeated the Royals 6-4 behind Julio Rodriguez, who had five hits and five RBIs. Mets doubled the Cardinals 4-2. In the NFL, the Eagles and Browns played to an 18-18 tie in their preseason game. Joe Mixon was found not guilty in his aggravated menacing case. Dolphins left tackle Teron Armstead got hurt in practice and is hoping to be ready for week one. In college, football former Northwestern coach Pat Fitzgerald is volunteering as a coach at the high school 
where his sons attend. In the NHL, Rick Jeanneret, the longtime voice of the Sabres, has died at the age of 81. Jonathan Taves is stepping away from hockey to focus on his health. In golf, Brian Harmon and Rory McIlroy are tied for the lead at 5-under through the first round of the BMW Championship. You can visit LarryBrownSports.com for more sports coverage. Thanks for listening to the Sports News Minute, and have a great day. (laughs) 